upper echelon of the military and like spy groups and stuff like that. So, hi. uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Decided to say hi. This is Big D and Shade from Takoyaki Anime. Yo. And we are back for our final thoughts for the summer season of 2017. Interesting, interesting season. Yeah. Um, I've been busy, so I am far, far behind Shade. I only have two <laughs> shows to talk about today. Uh, today we'll be talking about a total of seven. I got a total of nine, and the very first show we're going to be talking about is Boku no Hero Academia Season 2. Yes. Um, oh my goodness. This was... Uh, this, this this series, man. I just There's a lot going for it. It really is. I mean, it's it's um, every... I don't want to gener overly generalize, but I think every kid's dream of like having a superhero school uh, and then like legitimizing uh, superheroes in a sense of like they're trained and they go to school to be able to be heroes and do the things that they do, uh, you know, in general is just awesome. Uh, but it just the, uh, the things that they do. Okay, so this season, um, the main highlights for this season is uh oh i i don't remember his actual name but i know we basically call him deku deku basically he gains more control over his power which i mean you figure that's going to be something that's going to happen eventually but even like the slight change in that because he's still not quite fully there but he's gotten a lot better at it than he was is just leaps and bounds you see the improvement you see how how well he handles himself and he can just he can wreck if he, you know, really puts his mind to it and everything. And it's awesome that way because, like, at this point before, he was only, like, he'd put all the power in, like, into his fist or into his finger yeah. or his feet or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now he's actually controlling it at 1% of the level for his entire body. <laughs> but he's literally oh. putting his entire body okay. at a 1% level. Okay, that's really cool. So... He's able to like move really fast. Like at one point, you see him jumping along, and like on pipes, he's literally jumping from. You know, his his movements are a lot more assured of himself, mm -hmm. um, and he he has a lot more control. He doesn't have like when he's doing that, his hits obviously aren't nearly as powerful because uh -huh. he's he's limiting himself so that way he can actually control it better yeah so eventually he will you know eventually he will get to that point where he can actually use full body and have the power to go behind it at the same time but yeah. like seeing this step is like a huge leap in that regard and you're like oh yeah um, did they compare it to um how much all might was all might like a hundred percent of all his body or yeah basically oh, okay cool all cool, might's cool, like cool. at a hundred percent level and yeah he's like a, at a one percent okay so that's that should show you the difference in between them and even at one percent he like i said he can still do things he's really you know he he can stop people he can you know and they, when he even though he's not as as strong when he does that his hits still hurt and they'll they'll, they'll be felt definitely yeah, that's why uh, that's why I'd ask about it because like some of the stuff that All Might did was like super duper crazy, and then some of the stuff that Deku yeah. did was also crazy, but not to that level. So yeah. I was just curious, like, was All Might holding back a lot, or 
Yeah. No, it's just that, like his All Might's obviously more focused. Like his his the 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 devastation he can cause is more fine tuned than what Deku can do. Deku's just all over the place. Like a fire hose. Yeah, but yeah. you can you can consider that as you know like a. Uh, pressure washer versus versus a fire hose you know yeah. you know the, they'll both deal destruction but the the pressure hose will actually like fine-tuned in that point where it's going to deal that destruction so uh, but in this season you know again he learns some more about his abilities and all of the heroes go under tutelage of other heroes mm -hmm. so they actually have a day in the life you know actually i think it went for like a week uh -huh. but like for, for a time span they're there they're learning what heroes actually do what they go through what they need to know what they need to do um which is great because again it, it gives you more of that sense of of realism with it and it, it brings it more in focus to what's going on and whatnot yeah but so that ends up happening the other thing that ends up happening is people they're um they get their first big bad villain essentially well not their first but like the one that deku and them are you know this is their their focus uh right now because they um they call him the hero killer because Sting? literally that's what he does yeah Stain. yeah he came back okay cool okay yeah 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 he came back, uh, and this time they actually ended up apprehending him. But there was some tough, tough lessons involved in that, mm -hmm. uh, and I won't go into huge details. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like, I really want to watch that one. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. But that's 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 big. Uh, the other big thing that happens in this one is they have, I guess you can kind of say, before summer vacation, they have their finals. Uh -huh. um, and, of course, you know, just like most schools, there's a written final and everything. Their practical exam, uh -huh. they were under the impression, was going to be dealing with uh, robots. But because of all the things that have been going on in the school, yeah. you know, the things with the hero killer, the things with the, the villains or the League of Villains or whatever yeah. attack and all that, the principal decided that instead of just a regular, you know, beat em up or whatever dealing with robots – this time, they, they paired up each of the kids, so each one in pairs, and they had to face one of the teachers. Ah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so basically, the teachers were given, like, uh, they had, like, weights on them, so that way they weren't nearly as mobile or agile as they normally are. So they kind of gave them a little bit of a handicap, and the way that the students could win was one of two ways. Either they had to flee, so they have to learn that sometimes removing themselves from the situation is the best course of action. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that they were given a pair of handcuffs. And if they could put the handcuffs on the teacher, they, they would say that they had apprehended them, basically, okay. and they would win. So those are the two qualifications that they had to do. Um, and, of course, what they did was is they, team, they, they teamed the students together who they thought were going to have the... the the most trouble so they didn't really put together people who they thought would be like what would work well together no it's because they're they're thinking when when you when they pair up with other heroes because they can other heroes can join in at any point in time in the actual outside in the real world or whatever yeah. and they want them to be able to work with anyone that they come up with so it's you two have to, students and a teacher versus two the... students versus a teacher ah, okay 
And okay, the students sense, have to cool. be able to work with each other in order to accomplish the goal. Yeah. And that means they have to plan, they have to figure out their strengths and weaknesses, and ha- figure out a plan of how they can actually t- carry it out w- one way or the other. Um, and, you know, it, again, a lot of those pairs were, you know, very interesting to see. Um, there were a few that ended up failing on it. Uh-huh. But, of course, the most interesting of them all, Deku ended up... Uh, being with uh, the Explodey kid. Again. <laughs> they, paired them, they paired them up. But guess who they had him going up against? All Might. All Might. <laughs> yeah. All Might was their... their uh, and literally he had, like, I want to say... Because, like, each of the teachers had, like... Basically, they had, like, bands, metal bands on their wrists or whatever. Uh-huh. All Might had, like, three on each arm and then three on each leg. <laughs> And his speed was still just phenomenal. God. It was insane. Um, it just, uh, I don't know, it just real, I don't want to say a whole lot, bunch about it, but like in the very beginning, you know, Deke trying to get with the kid and be like, hey, we need to figure this out. We need to have a plan, you know, and of course he's ignoring him or he's telling yeah. him to shut up. And, and of course there's no real good communication, no the working together. They're just all over the place. From they were like in the middle of the because it was they were doing these exams in like the the mock city or whatever. Yeah. From the entrance on the other side where they had to escape, All Might was there standing there waiting. He got bored and he like tenses up, leans back, and does a punch with enough force that it actually hits the kids in the center of the city. A good I don't know five or six at least blocks away from where where he was standing and actually pushes them like throws them back essentially <laughs> and they're just like what the hell uh, it, yeah i mean it got crazy I um, can't wait. but i mean and it, you get to this point at the, you know at the end of the the final episode you know, people are, they're all going to the uh, training summer training camp essentially, and uh, it's now the guy who kind of runs the the league of villains is focused now, like laser focused on his want to destroy All Might. That is his goal. Uh, I mean, you know how All Might has been. Yeah, he he can't do quite nearly as much as he used to, yeah. and so I mean, eh, I don't know. And that last episode, when because um, the the leader of the League of Villains ends up meeting up with Deku, and they're in a mall, and they're sitting there, and you just see him with his his uh, hand around Deku's neck, like squeezing, like ever so much. And I swear, that entire time of the episode, I had my my hands clenched. I'm like, oh, don't you dare, don't you, don't you dare. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, because this is the other thing about this anime is, is that there's no... They don't have those type of boundaries. Yeah. Because people will get hurt. Yeah. And oftentimes even, like, seriously hurt. Uh, to the point of, like, uh, what's-his-name's brother got um, attacked by the by Stain and is now paralyzed. That's like, wow. You know, that's not... not that's not... Usually, especially in this type of anime, that's not usually the, to the extent you see that a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, you actually see people can actually get seriously hurt, and then they're out of commission. So, you know, the fact that he had his hand around his neck, and I'm just sitting here going, oh, don't don't you dare. Don't, <laughs> ah, no, 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 no. You know, so, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I cannot say enough good things about this. I mean, it's got a lot of cool 
powers, abilities. You got a nice tension with the bad guys and the good guys, and you just, you know, of, of course, it's just, it definitely appeals to me because, again, this is another underdog story. Deku's definitely the underdog of this whole thing. And to see him strive and to see him succeed, to see him accomplish what he does is just awesome to see. So, cool. yeah, I can't wait to get back to it. Um, like I said, this season's been rough. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. The next show we're going to be talking about is Restaurant to Another World or Isekai Shokudo. Now, I consider this one kind of like a, I don't know, it's an interesting, it, it's almost like because I couldn't watch Food Wars this season, this is like a nice little prelude <laughs> replacement, yeah. replacement for that, you know. Because, you know, here's a guy who he, and I will say this, they like, I don't know if, if maybe they just hadn't come out with it yet, but they abruptly end the season. So I don't know if it's, they're doing it in, um, uh, like, Duarara did, where it's doing it in split multiple up. Multiple cores, yeah. Yeah, multiple cores or whatever. Because I don't see how it could have ended where it did. I'm like, no, y'all, I know how most anime is in, and I know how some of them can be, like, abrupt or whatever, but this one didn't even seem like it ended they were like just kind of gearing up for a bunch of stuff, and then now it's just they haven't gone past episode twelve, from what I can tell. So yeah. I'm like, um, the hell. Oh. So there might be one more, or they might be breaking it up into cores at this point. Okay. Hopefully, it's not like um, some shows. Like, uh, there's one show like, that got like, huh? lost the funding for or whatever. Yeah, like they just get canceled because like they they're not. Yeah, because well. you know, it, there's nothing like. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing absolutely amazing about this show but it's still to me a good solid show um because it it takes so many different so many different people and kind of throws them all together like their their common link between all these people is this restaurant this restaurant that originates here in our world and the door to which every saturday will appear in of this other world and different parts of this other world so it's only one world that it's going to, but it's different parts of this other world that it will appear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's 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 super interesting in its own way because they have the dragon. It ended up being another dragon. Ooh, cool. And then you end up finding out that these dragons are actually like the like they've been around for almost forever, basically, mm-hmm. like long before most other species had been around. And he, they actually had this like battle with another hugely powerful being that almost destroyed their universe. And uh, it was like three or four different dragons that had teamed up and finally managed to take it down. Though I think one of them ended up dying in the process of it. Uh. And uh, but yeah, like the second dragon you end up coming across is because you know the red dragon's a dragon of fire. Then you have the dragon of of like ice or water, yes. basically. Um, this one was the black dragon, dragon of death. And because when humanity on their world first started to come about, with her being around, her presence was literally killing things. Just her like aura, essentially, around yeah. her. So she ended up going to the moon, their moon, and basically just stayed there. Like, she can't die. Yeah. But literally, she's just there because she doesn't want to kill anything. Uh, but then that's when one of the, the door actually appears for her on the moon. Just, just weird as all get out. But literally, it appears for her on the moon, and she actually comes in. Which was funny, of course, because she didn't know anything about like what was going. Like she, she basically 
downsized herself into a human form, but of course, just like the other dragon, doesn't really think about anything else decorum-wise. So she literally walks in, and the chef walks out to say hi, and is just like, um, like looking away off into the... Can you put some clothes on, please? She's like, oh, yeah, sure. And just throws, basically makes, materializes it and puts it on, kind of cloaks herself in, in like, <laughs> shadow, essentially. Um, but then she ends up becoming a, uh, basically a waitress there. So in human form, does that, like, death or not work? I think it's because either the, the human form is, is it won't work, or humanity itself might have evolved to the point where now it's it, like her just her presence is not enough to do that anymore okay she, like, she said she, the door appeared i'm like no don't kill yeah. everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no she's able to actually go in and and everything's fine uh though it's funny she's she's so because she has spent so many like centuries on the moon she is so disconnected with the rest of the world yeah. and everything going on you know she doesn't her way of doing things is not necessarily like what you would figure would be normal, I guess, for the most part. Um, and she usually doesn't like to actually talk. She'll usually actually, and it's sometimes as you've, it's funny is the reaction some people have. She'll actually input her words into their mind. Ah, so she's like tele telepathically communicating with them and she'll look at them like, they'll look at her like, um, did she, no, never mind. <laughs> I want food. We're going to get food. It's fine. You know, it's like, all right, whatever. Um, but there's like so much because they keep they keep adding different people, different monsters. There's you know people from their the desert area. They've got fairies and pixies coming into the restaurant. They've got elves. Um, they have like heroes from like their long for like it's just so many different things and they're coming together. And to see how they actually all fit together and how they mold and how they're communicating and what's going on. You know, there's a prince of the desert area who likes another um, – there's another – there's a princess uh -huh. who comes into the restaurant from another, another continent yeah. in that same land. So he knows of her and he's actually interested in her, but he doesn't have the courage to actually come up and actually talk to her. So there's like kind of like a love story going on there just a little bit. And like the guy's sister keeps like egging him on and, and then gets all pushed out of shape when he doesn't do something. She's like, <laughs> you were supposed to talk to her. Why didn't you talk? I'm trying. You didn't even go up to her. Give me time. I'll do this. This will happen. You know? So, I mean, it's just there's, there's a lot going on. Um, and it's very interesting to see how it all fits together. And it's all focused around food of, you know, for some weird strange reason but it's it that's the case it is you know this guy brings the cuisines from our world over to their world and people just love it you know and and then like um, he'll usually if if someone doesn't know what to order he'll usually ask what they normally eat and then he'll actually come up with something that actually is equivalent or or from their from our side to their side kind of thing so because yeah. like there was um harpies that ended up coming into the restaurant uh-huh and uh, they usually eat raw fish. So he actually came up with, there was a recipe for something, I don't even remember what it was, but there was a recipe that they came he came up with, and he's like, okay, 
here you go. And they just absolutely loved it. Like, oh, this is amazing. And, you know, and then that's where it kind of reminds me of Food Wars because then they start describing the food or something. And they're like, yeah. oh, you did it like this. Oh, that's just, oh, it's delicious. Oh, you know. And, and, and then it's funny because they even made comment to themselves saying that whenever, whenever a new person comes in, the next time that they come in, they're always ordering pretty much whatever it is that they first came and ordered. So now that ends up becoming like their name. So like one of them's like uh... beef stew. The other one's like parfait. Another one's like curry bun. You know, so it's like all these different, you know, people, but people know them. They know that they're all from the same world, but they don't necessarily they don't necessarily all know each other where they're at in that world. Yeah. But because of that, they'll they they just name themselves with whatever it is that they normally would order whenever they walk into the restaurant. That's cool. So as it, it it's a fun little adventure. It's it's I think it has a lot of potential. I'm hoping they're gonna go forward with it more. Uh, but I guess we'll see. Again, I don't know why it's only on 12 episodes right now. Uh, and it seems like they kind of just abruptly just stopped. Like, I think for the last week and a half, I haven't seen any new episodes come out. So I'm hoping maybe it's just a core that they're they're going to continue on with, like, maybe a season after next or something. I don't know. Either way, again, it's interesting. It's worth, really worth a watch. All right. Yeah, I, re- I really liked it when I, uh, when I started it, so... I want to go back because it uh, sounds like some pretty interesting things happen. Yeah. Uh, next show we're going to be talking about is In Another World with My Smartphone. There's another one with another another world kind of thing. Um, I don't know. I f- Okay, obviously, you can tell based upon the picture even that you have up here. This is definitely, definitely, definitely a harem anime. Um, and it's funny, too, because the last episode I watched of it, they actually made comment to the fact that he's actually going... Someone actually has the ability to see the future. Maybe not, like, exact, but at least certain details and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, they made comment about the fact that in the in the end, he's going to have nine wives, apparently. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, interesting. Um, this is kind of like one of those... Almost one of those guilty pleasure one animes for me to watch. Yeah. It's like... I, I when they're focusing on the fantasy aspect of it, you know, and the things that he does, the things he learns is, you know, he he manages to learn magic that allows him to do crafting and he ends up crafting a gun. So he actually introduced a different technology into this world completely. Yeah. Uh, but then he he made it to where he he took the magic from that and then basically made it to where it and I know I've seen I don't remember where I saw this before, but it was, I was I kind of laughed and was smiling when I saw it. He actually made it to where it auto reloads itself so like it's a revolver and when he after he done after he's done firing all the bullets the shell casings would disappear and he has a, a bag on his hip that has replacement bullets and they'll automatically jump into the gun and replace so he can just keep firing as long as the bullets are inside that little pouch okay i was like that's kind of cool but of course it's an anime it's kind of a kind of a they're not they're not nearly as serious in this one so all those bullets are like rubber bullets essentially but uh-huh. still he knows i'm gonna kill anyone but it, it's still it's kind of funny the fact that he actually was thinking about something like that and then yeah. there was a creature that he ended up like he wanted to use its abilities but he had to defeat it so what he ended up doing was he learns a spell which is kind of like his signature spell called slip uh-huh. where literally it will cause the person to slip and he ends up um that's some kind of thing yeah no he ends up enchanting one of his his gun and for the bullet to where it will it will cast slip and then when the slip's done it will recast slip and it'll just keep recasting 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 so he he he, the, the creature he's trying to get under his 
control or whatever said, well, you have to defeat me. He's like, okay. So one sec. So he pulls out the gun, does the, does the spell, and he goes, okay, I'm ready. And they're like, okay, begin. And he fires the bullet at the ground. And for like the next, I don't know, however long, at least a couple hours, that creature just kept slipping, slipping, slipping. He'd read itself slip, read itself slip, read itself slip. And eventually he's like, okay, enough. I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And they're like, the, the creature is like, has like that star thing above it because it's been like dizzy slipping the entire time. <laughs> it's like, for like hours on end. It's like Dormammu, I've come to bargain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> and it was just like, wait, okay. Um, I don't know. It's like in the fantasy aspect of it, when you see all the spells he does and the techniques he has and the fights and everything are great. Love it. The other aspect of that, obviously, being the harem aspect of that, is sometimes a little bit, just a little much. I'm just like, okay, come on. Just, just can we just move on? Can we, can we, okay, we're gonna be here for a while. Okay. And then it's like, okay, now we're back to the other stuff. Awesome. I'm all on board. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, I mean, if you can find it in yourself to look beyond the harem aspect of it, the love interest stories and the, oh, I want to kiss him. No, I want to kiss him. No, I want to kiss him. No, I want to kiss him. You know, the rest of it is great. You know, it's, it's, even at one point, he ended up uh, fighting a dragon because a dragon started attacking um, a town. Mm-hmm. And they, what was it? Dragon started attacking a town, and he ends up finding out that normally that doesn't happen a lot, but every now and then one of the young ones will get it, you know, will break away from like a nearby mountain range and go and attack a city just to, because it gets hot blooded essentially. Um, and he ends up defeating the, the dragon with the help of his friends. And uh, they, the elder comes along, and everyone's just like, oh, it's an elder. Um, and he literally has like a conversation with the dragon, it's like talking to it, like we were talking right now, basically. Yeah. It's like he's like, I, I just want to tell you, you know, I completely understand, but you really need to kind of rein it in with your your young ones, making sure they don't attack towns. And it's like, yeah, no, I I I, I will make sure that we don't have an incident like this happening again, you know. And by the time, by the time the dragon leaves and and just leaves the. Uh, Everyone around him is just kind of like slack jump. And at one point, someone's like, you know what? I don't even know why I get surprised anymore about the things that you do. Because <laughs> you just do them. And, and we're, we're just, okay, let's just move on. You know? So <laughs> even at one point, there was uh, an army of undead that were attacking. Um, and he ends up he ends up taking out his phone, looks at it, goes, and it actually brings up in the area around him where like a pinpoint for each of the undead that were around the building that he was in. Uh-huh. And he ends up enchanting his phone, casting a spell where it multiplies a spell. He targets each of the thing that's targeting on his phone and then releases a spell. And all of a sudden, like all these circles of casting spells appear in the, in the air above each of these undead based upon the targeting he had on his phone. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, like light spears come down and just smite each and every single one of them. That's cool. And he's just like, and they're all just like, because they're all, everyone was worried. Oh my God, we're going to do, there's so many of them. And he's like, hold on, pulls out his phone, does that. And everyone's just like, wait, did you just, and they're like, they look outside like, yep, they're all gone now. (laughs) Okay, moving on. (laughs) It's like, I'm glad he has the GPS from God because if you had regular <laughs> GPS, it'd be like ten feet off. <laughs> You're completely missing everything. 
that is entirely too true. <laughs> oh my uh-huh. goodness. Uh. That's so funny. Oh yeah, and then you know, even at one point, he ends up like actually opening up a portal and visiting God again, and because uh, he asks, he asks him his advice on. Uh, his all his love interests i guess so it's just quite comical and interesting just to see in general but again the fantasy aspect of it and like everything else that he does is always is it's fun i mean i look at that as like the guilty little pleasure because i'm like it's almost he's just like op as all get out uh. but at the same time it's just you know it's fun and funny to watch especially yeah. in that situation uh it's just the the love interest cycle harem story that just like bogs it down at least to me to me it does i mean anyone else might not see it that way they might actually find it interesting or cool but anyways that's my okay. yeah um i would say not not knowing like how much they're getting into the whole um harem stuff is like the f- one of the very like most of the f- anime that i first got into were harem based so it's like yeah. love hina tenchi muyo and stuff like that so it's like i started anime watching harems um it depends on like the the it depends on the characters in the heart. So I'm like, Tenchi, I love me some Ryoko and I hate me some Aika. But in this <laughs> show, it's uh I don't know. It's like I know there's the two that remind me of Rim and Ram, but I haven't met everybody else, so I don't know. It depends. It's it's not it they definitely have a wide variety of girls. Like it's not just one type, it's not just one they each have their own quirks. They each have their own style, personality. So, I mean, it's it's definitely nice in that regards because you don't get bogged down or you don't start... You can actually differentiate between characters because you can actually see which each one of them are more or less, you know, what they do and all that. Yeah. So, but eh. it's interesting. It's funny. It's fun to watch. It's just you got to get through that harem stuff to get to the good stuff. So. Okay cool sounds hopefully it gets another well is the story over it just uh this one the story is not over but they did end up they did end the season not like not like with the restaurant to another world where that just like abruptly just cut this Uh. one is actually they ended the actual season and it seems like they might go for more on that so okay yeah Yeah. i am curious to see how it's gonna go so but eh, we'll see all right well the next show we're gonna be talking about is night and magic now this one is is everything that i wish that in another world with my smartphone had been Uh you know because it's pretty much focused entirely on the fantasy aspect of it and it's just awesome in that regards um and this is a a mech anime it may not seem like it to some just not knowing it or whatnot but this is a mech anime and it is i am not necessarily one for mechs and this is still one that i found to be really fun to watch uh, the main character obviously the the boy there he terrible with names i'm never gonna remember names but anyways his uh, he's very passionate <laughs> to say the least, about <laughs> any sense of the word. Like, he is very passionate. So, I don't, anyone out know... Did we talk about this one at the beginning of the season, or no? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, a guy ended up getting killed, get, got reborn, and basically reborn as this kid, essentially, in another world where mechs and such exist. Uh, it's But he retains all his memories from his previous life. Uh-huh. So he still has his love of mechs, and the ideas that he had in his head about mechs are still there. So he is basically taking their design and their ideas and re-engineering them and making them just so much better. 
and and things that people you know people are looking at him because he's still just a kid he's like in his teens essentially and yet he has become this master builder of of mechs and he literally did it completely on his own he's he's like commandeered builders and these dwarves that you usually build them he's like i want you to build like this we don't normally do that i want you to build like this trust me it's gonna be cool and eventually they had his their skepticism but after like the first couple of times and they see what he's doing now at this point they're just like okay what do you want now what do you want to what do you want to build now because um, i mean originally the the mechs that they had were literally just like knight characters so they were just you could think of them as like overly grown knights, essentially. They were like at least six or so stories tall, but you know, literally, that's all they were. They were suits of armor that could wield giant weapons and such. Um, but he ended up like the first thing he ended up doing was he ended up giving them extra arms attached to their back that will come out and have these two staves that will then fire essentially. So he gave them essentially a, an idea for a gun, uh, more or less. Mm-hmm. They could all use magic staves and whatnot. But they didn't. Ha- they had to like drop their weapon in order to use that. So now they actually had the ability to do that while still holding a weapon or a shield, at the same time. Um, you know. And then he then also gave them instead of a a humanoid looking one, he made it look like essentially a horse. But that increased its speed and its maneuverability. So he gave it like a four leg. And then he actually had two. Or originally he had two people building it, but then he actually figured out a way to actually have where one person could do it. And he almost made it look like a motorcycle in a sense like the steering controls oh, for it because okay, cool. you could like shift with your while you're steering and yeah. it actually would then the the whole body itself would move along with that okay yeah and then and then the one he ends up building for himself he actually gave it the ability to fly so i mean it's like all these things like he keeps cool. innovating keeps adding new things keeps adding more doing more things and originally there the whole thing was is they were um fighting these monsters that would appear every now and then. Uh, and that's what these knights were originally designed and made for. But of course, original designs and made intentions don't always stay that way. And other other uh, kingdoms, you know, they would um, use them for war. And eventually, like, his design, the original design he had were the extra arms and everything, that ended up, someone ended up stealing that idea. They ended up stealing one of the prototype robots that he ended up creating for that. Uh-huh. And then they used it for their design, and then they declared war on outlying kingdoms. So then it became, instead of fighting monsters, now we're fighting other people in other mechs. So, but of course, he was all on board with that. He's like, well, the only way a mech should be fought is with another mech. And he was like, <laughs> yes, this is great. Absolutely. You know, and then he, he, he to say how, how much he just, his, his brain is focused on that, is like, he ended up helping out another kingdom and they're like, well, what do you want in return? He's like, well, all the mechs that we destroy, I want all the parts for. Ah. Uh. <laughs> it's like, really? They're like, he's like, yeah, I want to see what, because these were like a different design than his. And he's yeah. like, I want to see what makes them, what makes them tick. And I don't want to try this incorporate. And he started going off and they're just like, okay, fine, 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 fine. You can have it. You can have them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was just, it's, it's one of those animes. It's got a lot of good fantasy uh, clicks to it I definitely could say hmm. and one question that I that I kind of have is like um like you know the um the latest Spider-Man movie Homing, Homecoming yeah yeah and like the bad guy basically he was he's, he became from the cleanup crew after all these like super like super yeah, people yeah, yeah, battles yeah. and stuff like that I'm kind of curious like in mech anime is there like a cleanup crew it's like in the space ones probably not there's just debris floating all over the split over the place but like oh, yeah 
I think anyone who's not actively involved in um, in the actual fighting of the mechs or the building of the mechs basically then handles the actual cleanup of if you know someone tries to destroy their kingdom or attacks the castle or whatnot and there's debris and rubble. I would think. But yeah, I mean, so it's like instead of them like moving that stuff wherever they move it, they're just like shipping off to him. I don't know. That was oh, just kind of yeah, basically, basically. Yeah, that was just kind of weird was, to think about that. That was the other thing too. Is he ended up creating um, smaller versions of these of these robots of like to where it was like um, best I could say is like almost uh, like aliens. The uh, the little mech, the mobile mech, where a person could sit into it and oh. it was almost like extension. Yeah. So yeah, he basically created those as a way to help with if there was any um, damage that needed to be taken care of in like buildings or whatever to help in construction and to help in construction of the mechs. He creates that. He created that. <laughs> it was just like they're like, okay, um, yeah. And they even used those little mechs in a covert operation when they were trying to get inside of a kingdom. They used them as a as a way of of because it had gave them enhanced strength, enhanced speed. Uh-huh. So he kind of decked him out in further armor and then just gave him as like a can- combat ability, essentially. That's so it's crazy. like, this is, kids, it's the things he comes up with. It's just like he, he sees an issue, he sees a problem, and he's just like, oh, I can make it better. I can do this. I can do that. I can do that. And they're just like, okay, calm down, calm down, calm down. We get it. Trust me. Just just stop for like two seconds. Uh, but I mean, again, it, the, the fantasy aspects are great. Um, and it, the robot, the mech combat, I, I enjoy a lot. I think they did really well with that. And um, you know, seeing a character like this who's just that passionate about what you know what he does and what he wants to do, you because of how passionate he is about that, you almost feel that way. It's like it transfers over to you essentially. Yeah. And you're just like, Yeah, that's cool, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be awesome, you know, and you you feel that way too, because that's the way he feels, and yeah. he expresses that, and you feel that the same way. So, um, yes, as far as um, animes this season, I probably wait. Let me look at the other ones I watched. <laughs> um, yes, I want to say I would put this one as like my number two. This would have been like right behind My Hero Academia. So if you're looking for a good season or series to watch, I definitely would say the only thing I the only bad thing and the reason why I would say it goes below My Hero Academia is because the pacing of it is a little quick at certain points. It's almost like they had to kind of rush through certain things to get where they wanted to be. And I would have been more interested to see where it would have gone in those areas that they would have actually taken a little more time to explain and do more with. Beyond that. It's an all- OK. And then this one. um, they kind of came to a stopping point. There's not like a bunch of unanswered questions. Um, they finished up what they were doing, but obviously there's still more okay. things going on. So this is one where I, I put it there in the same sense as um, what did we just talk about? Uh, smartphone. Smartphone. Yeah. It's the same sense as smartphone. It's like there's still more stuff going on, and they could easily go further with this. It's just a matter of whether they choose to or not. Okay. Um, but yeah. Cool. Well. Um, yeah, I was interested in that one, so, um, one day I'll get back to it. <laughs> um, a lot of stuff that you say sounds cool, so, um, yeah, yeah, I definitely want to check that out. The next show we're going to be talking about is Made in Abyss. Ah, yes, this is one you... Yes, this is probably one of the shows that's, like, 
highly acclaimed this series of uh, this season um the animation is still gorgeous i know some people who are like reviewers and like they rate animation and stuff like that say that it dropped off after episode three but for me someone who's not as critical as um others <laughs> um i'd say that it, it it remains beautiful like the whole time through i can see that um as far as like not having those establishing shots in the atmosphere that they had at the beginning because they're establishing the world and yeah you're trying like it goes from like a open world and a few levels down in this vast open area all the way down to you're heading towards the bottom of this cab like this chasm so there still are a lot of amazing things because the hole is not like the hole is gigantic so there's still a like a large landscape that you have to go over but I like how they kind of focus more on the character situation that's going on rather than, oh, they're having trouble in this amazing land. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I absolutely love this show. This is my number one show of the season. Uh, some parts hurt to watch. Like, mm -hmm. like I hurt had to like... Emotionally or hurt to see? Both. Okay, like, okay so... Basically, the um, the premise for this show, um, I know we've talked about it before, but basically, short version is, uh, if you imagine a volcano, and you take all of the lava out, and then inside of that volcano, you put all these strange creatures, all these, uh, this strange atmosphere, different, um, different environments types, and the monsters and the environments get more and more extreme the lower you get into the, um, into the abyss. Um, at the top, you have this village where uh, you have this gigantic uh, like civilization really it's not it's like like way bigger than the, what i would imagine a village and uh, you have people that are just um like cave raiders and they just like rappel down the um to the like the edges of the abyss and start finding all these um relics and everything and they have this kind of economy where certain things are more valuable than others um and I would assume it's more like the rarity because like everybody hangs out at like the top few levels. So you're always finding the yeah. same things over and over. But like the people who can get down farther where there's more dangerous things, there's not as many of those items like in their system. So, um, of course, there's people who always like people are like I want to get to the bottom. Um, the only problem with that is that the, the abyss has this weird curse to it. Uh, you kind of lose your mind the farther and farther down you get. And really? at certain points, you lose your humanity. humanity. Like, you turn into, like, a mom. Um, and that's, like... Really? The, that, the, like, it's very, very, like, extreme depths of the abyss. So... Do they explain why that um, happens? A lot of things, they blame it on the curse. So then the farther you get along in the story, you want to find out, like, where the curse come from, why is there a curse, and... Yeah, no kidding. Uh, don't get that explanation in the f this part of the show. Like, they left it oh, wide open. They, well, it's, it's everything that happens, you're not really worried about why is the curse doing you this. You're like, oh my god, please survive. And <laughs> you're like, okay, you survived this. Okay, let's go a little bit deeper and make sure nobody else dies and stuff like that. So um, yeah, you follow the um, the two p two uh, characters from the picture, the um, this little girl and this uh, little robot boy. Uh, it's a really really cool relationship. There is one issue that I have with this show. One issue alone. Um, I don't know what it is about. Like there's some weird like like naked kids and like talking about putting stuff up people's butts and like probing. <laughs> there's like this weird like 
every now and then they'll turn and like one of them's like naked and it's like, well, yeah, there's like an explosion and like, what? well, okay, so when they found the, okay, so I'll, I'll go explain. So when they found the robot boy, um, uh-huh. he was passed out and like he wouldn't like turn on. But, well, uh-huh. the girl, she's an explorer. And she's like found this robot that like she doesn't know what it do, so she's just like examining it and like sticking stuff up his butt to see what happens and like which, where how, how do you turn on? It's like um, she's like I dragged him here, so he's my my little relic thing. So I was like I'm gonna just basically try to take him apart and stuff like that. And um, I don't know what it is, but it's like every now and then they're like a character will be like. Um, they wouldn't wake up, so I tried to stick something up their butt, and and it didn't work. And I'm like, why? Why do y'all keep doing this? No, that's not the first thing I would think of. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. That is that is like that is the kid in me right now, just being like every time you're like, well, they're gonna stick it up their butt. And they're gonna stick it up his butt. I'm like, oh my god. And um. Like the funniest, it work. Stick it up the funniest, <laughs> like the funniest thing is the, um, um, when she did that, um, the first time they went over this whole thing, she was like, yeah, I, um, I tried to stick something uh, like up his butt to see like whatever. And it broke off and I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> so I'm like, it's still up his butt. And like, they, like the robot's like freaking out. He's like, "What? I got something stuck inside of me." And then like they they explained that like later they got it out. But I'm like, "Were you not? Did you try to get it out? Or you'd be like, oh, that didn't work. Move on to the next method of trying to wake him up." So I'm like, there's like these weird things like as far as that goes. And then there's also these weird things about like I know the the manga is like very way more extreme. Like they've toned a lot of the stuff down that I hear. That's in the show, as far as like child nudity and stuff like that, and I'm glad that uh-huh. they did that because I, why would I want to see all that? So um, there's one part where she got in trouble with one of her teachers, and her teacher like wrapped her up in this rope and like hung her from the ceiling like naked, and like it was like a one second clip of her like ah, and the teacher's like ah, and then it like moved on, and like that's a punishment that you get for like misbehaving in school. And I'm like, that's uh-huh. so weird. And like later on, there's another character who like does something similar, and I'm like, what's going on with like this weird like butthole kid nudity undertones? I'm like, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. So if you uh... take that weird like little sprinkling that they put in the show out, I'm uh-huh. like, this show is like a hundred percent awesome. Um, like all the creatures that they find are like super unique. They have uh-huh. um, like there's this one. Um, creature that looks like um, it's like this white, big white bird and like has kind of like these weird like monster features on it like super long eyes. It kind of reminds me of like some of the monsters from Inuyasha where like they uh-huh. have like a really long face or or um, their eyes are like really slanted and really long and stuff like that or they'll have like little um, like little bumps just like surrounding their eyes and it's just like all the ki- all the monsters and everything are like super unique and super cool and that that one creeped me out the most because they had just like got away from uh, something, and then they heard somebody like, "Oh, help me!" And I'm like, "No, don't go over there." And she's like, "Oh, <laughs> someone needs help!" And starts running over, and he's like, "Oh, 
Someone help. And I can't remember if like somebody knew what it was and tried to warn them before they got there. But then you found out that it, that creature's a mimic. So it was repeat. Yeah, it was repeating the sound of the person that it was killing. And it used that. It's like it's eating the dude and making that sound to kind of lure out other people so they could eat them next. And I'm like, I, <laughs> I was freaked out. I was like, oh, my God. So uh, uh -huh. there are other monsters that, like, are way more dangerous. And they're, like, super crazy, like, environments and like healing pools and then like monsters that'll just dish, like they, oh there was one monster that could predict the future and it's like accurately or yeah oh. and it oh, i don't want to oh god it was so good like how they handled that uh, so i am like very impressed with like the entire concept of this show um there's so much i want to talk about but you have to see it because um there's so like other there's so many different concepts in the show that that um, I've, I haven't seen in anything else. And uh, they, as far as the entire show goes, they they left it um, they left it at a good stopping point. It's basically uh, school time and like establishing the world and then escaping off on your own and following your mission to try to get to the bottom. And then it's like obstacle after obstacle after obstacle after obstacle after like huge devastating setbacks and then the people who like just more obstacles and more obstacles and then you kind of regroup and you're like okay let's try this again and then the show kind of ends so uh, there ends up being more character reveals so you're like oh in season two this person who they didn't really explain that much you're gonna get more in-depth explanation for them and then there's still the secret of why the abyss is the way it is so you're like yeah. oh hopefully in season two they explain that and then, like, um, there are people who are missing who never actually was there currently. They showed up in a flashback, but you don't know if they're actually dead or if they might still be alive. And if they are alive, they might be at the uh, at the actual destination or maybe not. There's, like, so many mysteries um, going on in, the, in this show that I'm, like, I am 100% ready to watch the next season. Like, I hope next week episode 14 comes out because I, <laughs> I really, really want more. So, um... It really, 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 really sucks that Amazon has this because it is yes. a, it is it is an expensive paywall to watch this show that needs way, way more exposure. So uh, I can't even like promote it because it's like you want to pay fifteen dollars a month for this service. Like most people are like, no. So um, Made in Abyss, I want to say is like the absolute number one show of the season, but it is shackled by Amazon. So I yeah yeah so. Um, oh yeah that's one of the that's the worst thing about it is that it's, it's on Amazon but um, other than that it is like my absolute favorite show yeah if I could I'd have watched it but unfortunately I just can't do it with the fact that you know Amazon has it behind their having to be the Amazon service and having to get Amazon strike with their for their anime service it's like come on really double paywall and you have to just uh it's ridiculous so uh, the next show we're gonna be talking about is princess principal ah this is the other one you had yes and it's another one on anime strike so go ahead yeah it's cost too much to watch this but i recommend this show because it's really good <laughs> I, was, I was interested in this one when you talked about it before and looked at the uh, synopsis for it and everything I'm like this actually sounds really interesting yeah so basically this is a, a show about spies um, basically girls who are spies um, it's a lot more international than I thought 
um, basically each person was, let's say, uh, the girl on the top right comes from Japan. Uh, you're on the top left. It's, um, from one European country. And then each of the other girls, they come from like another European country. And, uh, it's really cool how the story plays out. Cause basically it's telling in kind of reverse like how everybody met and so it kind of does like a step forward and a step back and like kind of jumps back and forth between time but it does it in such it does it in such a way that there's still this overarching plot that's playing out throughout the entire sh uh the, the entire show and i think what they mm -hmm. did is basically the person who's taking the most uh the person who they're focusing on the most in the next mission they kind of go back in time to how she ended up they got joining where they the are. Yeah, well, how it, how she, she ended up joining the group? Because all five girls are all part of the same uh, spy group, and they're from all different places. But you don't know like how these five different girls from five different backgrounds all came to be. So like the first <laughs> episode just shows all of them working together, and then each episode after that kind of breaks down uh, how the story's moving forward, and then how this person actually came to join the group. And it's really really cool. Um, now, did you? Did you ever watch Gunslinger Girl? I saw the first season, but not the whole thing. Okay. How well would you equate the two of these? Uh, I would say that... I mean, we got something similar going on here? Because it kind of seems like it's almost similar. I would say it's something similar, but it's... uh, I think, did the... In Gunslinger Girls, did they have a choice? I think they were kind of just made, right? Well, it was because the the girls who were picked were the ones who um, basically they had something wrong with them and they had to have um, surgery and stuff done to be able to save them for whatever mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. And through this surgery and through this everything, you know, obviously very costly. So then the way to pay it back was to do the service that they were doing. At least that's what I remember it as. Okay. Well, um, in so. this in this one, I don't know how much of a choice. Like they didn't explain the recruitment class, but they did show how they became to, uh, how they came to get their skills. And three of these characters were like at the top of their class, and the gap between them and everybody else that was in the class is so huge that. Mm -hmm. Uh, before you find that out, you would think that they were like built to be spies, but it's just mm -hmm. they they one they want if they if they weren't like forced into doing this, they wanted to be spies just like to get away from their um like what how they were growing up like the the oldest girl in the picture the second from the bottom she um grew up with an abusive household and she mm -hmm. just wanted to get away from everything so she joined the uh, the spy camp and she ended up being really really good at it so now she's basically in this group of elite spies. Gotcha. Uh, there's a there's a pretty interesting side characters in this show. Um, there were some that I wish kind of we kind of stayed around with because I'm like, oh, I like these characters. And they're like, okay, that's their episode. Bye. And I'm like, no. <laughs> they were cool. But then you'd go into the next episode and find some more characters. You're like, oh, y'all are cool too. So it's... um. There aren't any really bad characters except for like the bot, like the lead, like the leaders of the group, like the boss, the head, like the upper echelon of the military and like spy groups and stuff like that. So, uh, hello. Decided <laughs> <laughs> to say hi. Anyways, keep going. All right. So, um, yeah. So, um, the story flows very, very smoothly. 
and you end up like getting more and more attached to the characters as they go along because they kind of sprinkle backstory like in in like the best way so it's really cool um like all of the characters and there are some parts where i get like upset because just somebody like just treats them wrong and i'm like oh so it's cool that I got I, like super attached to all these characters. And then uh, when they have to make a hard decision, I'm kind of wondering, I'm like, are you telling the truth? Or are you lying? And then <laughs> uh, it's really, really cool. Like this show has really, really strong characters. Like I'm gonna, I've gotten attached in a different way to all of them. There was one character that I didn't like at the beginning because she was just whiny, but then she ended up becoming really, really cool. Cause like she kind of melded with everybody else. And she like the reason why, she was so whiny because nobody was explaining stuff to her because she kind of didn't prove that she could handle the information that everybody else knew. And gotcha. once she kind of earned that respect, then every like she was not right along with everybody because she wasn't as skilled as everybody else. But they relied on her for her like the skills that she did have. So um, they, this show, they kind of did a more closed um like the the story isn't oh like it's one of the things where it's like. Hey, you're with this crew of people, and we do this mission, that mission, this mission, couple crappy things happen, and then we move on, and then now we have to escape because everything, like, crap hit the fan. And then they're all together, but they're, like, kind of like Mission Impossible, where it's like, you've been disavowed, where it's like, you can't really work for the same people that you have before, because, like, some of them are, like, either, like, they got killed off, or they've moved like basically they broke the group apart and like they all work in different um departments and stuff like that but the main crew that you've been following they're still together like they've escaped and they've gone off but then the new leaders still call them to do more missions so i don't really know it's basically the um the whole story took place and then right at the end they're like oh yeah uh let's go talk to so-and-so and you're like well i thought they were all gone and they're like yeah, we got a new mission. And then they just head towards <laughs> another mission. And then the show just ends. You're like, ah, everybody's fine. And back to square one. Um, so I really like um, the way that the show went. I mean, do you think they're going to have like, uh, basically you think that this first season was like the groundwork to lay. And now will there be more of like an overarching storyline involved? Um, Let's see. So with everything that happened, uh, I would say so I'm trying to think how much changed from from I don't know. It's like they kind of it was it was a nice contained story, and basically they could just change the setting and move everybody to another city, and then just have more missions. And um, the reason why this one was like very important is because. It was kind of like the homeland of one of the characters. So we could probably go to the homeland of another character. And then that, char that character would be like really tied into all the missions and everything. But then everybody else would be just extra help and maybe cause issues and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, you could just take that whole thing, move it to another location, and then play out another great series. So, gotcha. Uh, okay. Yeah. It was uh, tied up nice and neat. And I, uh, yeah, I hope, they, I hope there's more of it. Uh, it'd be really cool to see them uh, reacting and, I mean, them doing missions in another location so yeah oh that's good again i'd love to watch it it wasn't <laughs> on uh, anime strike okay, the next show we're gonna be talking about is yokai apartment or english name i forgot to put it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh i think it's just the elegant yokai apartment life is yes the english name. yeah so this ah i didn't know what necessarily to expect with this but i'm gonna say that whatever i expected with this it wasn't this <laughs> it's, it's it's not to say that it's it's bad 
because it's not. It's it's an awesome, awesome show. Um, because here again, just kind of like with Natsume and with like the ancient Magus's Bride, there's a wide variety of creatures. Mm-hmm. Wide variety of creatures. And each of them have their own backstory. Each of them fit in in their own ways. Uh, and you, it's interesting to see. It's the dynamics that you see between everyone and how things interact and how things play out that makes this just as interesting as it is. Uh, so you have the main character, the guy who he's had a rough life uh, himself. His parents have passed away. He's been living with his uncle. He basically feels like his uh, would be the would be the daughter of the uncle niece. Okay. Yeah, his niece basically hates him, wants him out of the house, you know, snubs him, just being basically rude and mean to him all the time. Um, he finally gets a chance to go to a business school, high school, uh, for whatever reasons, a business high school. And he, the dormitory he's supposed to move into, because it's a private school, they all live on campus, ends up burning down. And he tries to find a place to live that he can afford to. Well, he works part-time and goes to school. Couldn't find anything in his budget. And then ends up, by a miracle, finding this place because a little boy, which I think was the boy you end up finding later in the series, too, basically directs him to this. And, uh, yeah, this place just has all sorts of creatures, monsters, people dealing with the occult, people dealing with supernatural, magicians, uh, book collectors, book mages, kind of, it just... There's so many different things involved, and the stories, I think, are are wonderful in their own way. They're separate from this guy, but at the same time, he gets involved in each and every single one of them. And that's why it kind of reminds me also of Natsume, because it's separate stories, but they're all interconnected and intertwined with each other. And uh, you know, some of these are really... Like this is one of those animes that is not afraid to, to throw the punches. They will, they will knock you around emotionally as well as mentally and and pull you into that um you know reference being on this one is is one of the uh the boy he ends up finding out his boy and his dog were ghosts and uh the reason why they were ghosts is because the mother had killed the boy mother of the child had killed her son and then the dog had uh, come to the boy's rescue and killed the mother but not before he ended up getting fatally wounded essentially and getting killed as well so (laughs) it was all very just heart traumatic just like oh my god what the hell and then you end up finding out that the 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 god of dogs i guess or for them in japan and whatnot um they end up getting both the boy and the dog end up getting taken there and they get put into protection by them and but because they didn't want the boy end up kind of living his afterlife just around spirit dogs essentially that's why they they had him go to the apartment so that way he could actually be around people and uh it's the interactions with those and it's just so many different little stories and then the guy himself is actually end up being like there's there's hints that he has different powers and potentially really strong psychic powers that he never even knew about but potentially because he's been living here at this apartment complex they're now beginning to show themselves more because now he's around the supernatural more so it's actually becoming more apparent to him um he does stuff with that uh the book that he actually has in his hand that you can see in the picture there his uh is basically a grimoire and 
one of the guys who actually goes around the world collecting books who stays at the apartment complex when he's not out collecting more books ended up bringing that to the apartment and when he was showing the the, the kid all the books that book ended up choosing him as its new master so now he has a tome of books uh or a tome of uh, and and that actually has magical ability and spirits that he can call upon oh. yeah so he's learned he learns how to actually control that control the power within himself uh and and just all the meanwhile like i like the fact that yes you see he does have a day-to-day life and and whatnot but anytime his day-to-day life is shown, it's because something is actually happening in his supernatural life that is is connected to it in some way. So even though it's it's just kind of a slice of life, it's got enough supernatural in it to where it's not it doesn't bog down. So I like the pacing of it. I like the characters themselves. Again, this is another one where there's so many different characters. You'd think that there would be, you know, repeats and whatnot, but to get there's so many different characters, yet they all have their own personality, which is nice. Uh, and then there's like the one dude and one of the dudes in here I'm really curious about, and I hope they go more into him, who's supposed to be a writer, and yet they somehow like he knows that everyone there or most everyone there is yokai or some sort of spirit or something, and yet this this writer, who the kid actually looks up to. There's something going on with him, but they won't say what. Okay. I'm like, there's something with this guy. I want to know what it is. I want to know what his deal is. What is what's his, you know, ability or what he is? Is he not human? Um, I, and just looks that way. I mean, I don't know. It's it's weird, but it's it stuff like that that makes you want to watch more. So this actually, I believe, is going to uh for a double season on this one. Okay. So because they are already on episode 14 on this one. Okay, cool. So this one is looking like it's going to be at least a 24 episode, if not more. So, yeah, this is, again, another good one. Um, for me on my list, this would be my number three uh, for the season. Okay. It's an awesome show. I really enjoyed the different characters, and I like the fact that he's you're seeing him grow as a person, and it just it's that experience that you're kind of taking with it. So, yep. Yeah, I, uh, I like the beginning. Um I know you said it starts turning dark, so I look forward yeah, to seeing that. That it does. Um, yeah, it's another show to have to add to the list. <laughs> eventually. Yeah, eventually I will get to it. The next show we're going to be talking about is uh, The Ancient Magus' Bride. My hoax, my hoax guy knows show. Yes, this is one that the, this was just three OVAs. Um, the actual series of which will be coming out this next season. But I figured uh, I definitely wanted to watch the OVAs because I'd watched the first one when it came out, and that was like months and months ago. Um, but then watching this, knowing that the series was coming out, I'm like, I have to watch the OVAs because even like the very beginning of the what I watched was like uh, it was great, and the whole thing really reminds me a lot of if you took basically if you took Harry Potter and combined it with Natsume, but with a female main character, okay. that that to me is like basically what the Ancient Magus's Bride at least so far. I know it's going to go on probably, like, we've only just touched the iceberg, so I might even, like, be even close to where it's at at this point, you know, given another couple of weeks after it's actually started to air the actual series. Um, but these were three OVAs. I think that they were just kind of testing the waters to see if people were interested in it, if it had a, a good following for it. And uh, honestly, 
if if more animes out there could do something like this, that yeah. would be great. Yeah, like very this, like long this story. Is like, well, no, it's like these are like little snippets. They're like showing you a section and being like, okay, is this something you'd be interested in watching? This is uh, that's nice to me. This is like a way of being able to figure out whether or not you're really interested in actually watching the series. And it's also a good way for them to be able to see if the series is actually something worth going forward with. Um, but so, this is this... so like shifting everything instead of doing like a 12, ep- 12 episode chunk of the story, doing like an OVA for everything. And then for the stuff that's popular and has a following, then go ahead and going ahead and giving it, you know, like a, a short, like OVA, like one, two, three episodes max. And just being like, okay, show it out there, give it, give it its all and see if it actually has a good following for it. And it gives, it gives the viewers a good idea of what to expect uh-huh. And it gives the creators a good idea of how popular they think it's going to be. Okay, because that's the same thing that happened with um, Death Parade. Yeah. Because Death Billiards came out, and I think it was a competition, but uh, Death yeah. Billiards came out with the OVA. But that did, that did amazingly well. And yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, so I, I like think that honestly, idea. I think, honestly, more, more anime you know, companies should do that. You know, if they have uh, a new series they want to see if it's going to hit, maybe it's like a manga they want to adapt into an anime or something. If they want to see if maybe it might have a good following for it, bring out an OVA or something. Go like a little side story for it or something. See if people would be interested in the characters, if they like the story premise, if they like... And then you just kind of go from there. So, But anyways, Magus is bright. Um, Obviously, where you start in this is things have already started happening. Things are already well past a certain a certain point. Um, and the primary of this is you start going back and you start actually seeing what this girl's life was like before when she was a child. And that's mm-hmm. where I say it, it, it to me, it kind of reminds me a lot of Natsume mm-hmm. because this kid's life was just horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because she can actually see these spirits. She can see the things that most people can't see. And because of that, you know, obviously, as a little kid, you don't understand these things. And when you try to tell adults this and they don't see the things that you see and they start acting as probably most adults would. Oh, she's just imagining things or, oh, she's just acting out or, oh, this, oh, this, oh, you know. And it, it just – it's something that – just wears on them and you can tell you know like when i watch natsume you could definitely tell he was definitely just it was becoming a thing where it was it was wearing on him both mentally and physically and it's the same thing with her uh-huh. you know it was definitely taking its toll um but the actual part where you watch is a story kind of within the story where you see her life and then uh, how she ended up meeting up with this guy who runs a library in the woods. And this library is actually a very special library because it, well, I felt like going into too many details of it, but it's a library where there's all sorts of actual creatures in there, uh-huh. but they're all safe. None of them will hurt her or anything. So they're all, if she can go in there and actually feel safe for okay. once. And it was like one of those things where you could tell when she realized that, it was almost like a weight was lifted off her shoulders in part. Because she could actually be in an area without having to worry about weird creatures or monsters sneaking up on her kind of thing. Uh, because, you know, there are good ones and there are bad ones. And unfortunately, without being able, without being having knowledge of that, it's hard to tell in that regards. So, uh, but anyways, there's that, that basically the whole three episodes incorporates her story in that one instance of 
what happened when she went to the library and the story of the library and how she grew from that experience that she had there, um, which I think is just, it's amazing. It's, it's a wonderful storytelling, and it's interesting in its own because it's got a lot of twists and turns and things that you probably wouldn't even think about until it's already happened kind of thing. And you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that connecting the dots and everything, and that happens, and this happens, and this is with that. You know, everything is just, it's, it's cool. Um, and then, of course, the magic aspect of that being like the Harry Potter and like the very first episode, um, she's learning about magic. And you see in the very beginning of the very first episode where um, a place that actually sells, I guess, kind of sells magic supplies, um, her, I guess, I don't know how to describe them, but the person that she's with is, who's teaching her this put in an order and he ends they they send it to him via mechanical bird i guess you could say because like they had like this whole table stacked full of of magical instruments books and everything and i mean it was piled high uh-huh. and basically she casts a spell over it 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 the blanket around it encompasses it constricts it and then makes it into this tiny little ball essentially and then she takes this mechanical bird puts it in there and into its rib cage it closes up and then becomes flesh and blood and then it flies it flies off to the delivery Oh. See what I mean? I was like, that's freaky, but kind of cool. I like it. Okay. Um, and then, of course, when it actually made its delivery and, and it, it knocked on the door, it did a little peck on the door, and, and she goes and answers it, and the minute it's it's sitting there flapping its wings, and all of a sudden it, it becomes mechanical again, and all the stuff just comes flying out and on top of her. <laughs> it didn't, it, they didn't quite figure out the landing on that that's one. That's what I was going, about to say. <laughs> But at the same time, it was still funny and, and kind of cool in regards to that. So I was just like, okay. it, it shows you, you know, magic and its workings and everything like that. So I was like, that's that's cool. And even her companion that she has is a, a person who can shapeshift from human form to dog form. I'm not sure if it was a do- I think it was a dog that they just kind of gave the ability to have become human. But there's so many things going on here. But obviously, like I said, in the very beginning, you're already partly way into the series. It looks like things have already been going on. Stuff's already been happening. Uh-huh. And you don't know that until, you know, further along. And you're like, okay, this is already going on. So I'm sure... I, well, honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure how, when they start the series itself, where they're going to start it at. I just know that when they do, there's going to be a lot more involved that's going to come with it. So I'm hoping there's going to be more explanations about what's going on, what happened. You know, obviously this girl's been through so much in her life um, and why she is where she is now and and getting tutelage about magic and such. So the characters themselves are are great. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you feel for the girl. The guy who she's with, you, you, you're you kind of unsure about him, or at least I am, but at the same time, you know that he's still, he's he seems decent, and he seems like he's caring and compassionate and understanding and genuinely wants to help. Um, and then she, they have like this maid, I don't even know if she's human or something else, but they have this, this, this maid that uh, cooks for them and whatnot and tends to the garden and helps tend to the garden, and... Uh, at one point, they were talking about the story for so long, they realized they had actually gone from mid-morning all the way to evening time frame. And then they look over, and she's like, wait, wasn't there supposed to be snacks, uh, tea and snack? And they look over, and there's the the maid, like, peeking out from the other, giving them, like, a glaring look of, like, oh, we forgot. Sorry. <laughs> we'll have them with dinner. Sorry. <laughs> you know? That's 
but it's like they're the characters are unique they're involved they're interesting um and i'm genuinely it, it's watching this has whetted my appetite and gotten me excited to see what it is that they're going to do with it and how, how they're going to take it which is why i said this is i think if, if more animes out there did this would be great like the season before drop a few ovas on this and if, if it starts picking up you know the next season go ahead and start the series kind of thing i think that would be amazing to do yeah especially so, now since um since things are heading more towards streaming i could see that you could like with, with broadcast television and stuff like that i don't think that would work because mm. how would you schedule like 60 different shows that have ovas like yeah one to three ovas is like the the, the actual TV schedule will just be like anime, all, <laughs> all yeah. the anime that's coming out. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's actually really really cool. So um, yeah, every time you talk about that show, I get like really interested. So I'm definitely gonna check out the um, the three OVA first episode before um, as soon as I can because uh, this is pro- I feel like this is gonna be one of the most popular shows for the next. Yeah. So I'm 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 guaranteeing you this was this is gonna be one of the big ones that's gonna come out. So the next show we're gonna be talking about is classroom of the elite this is this is like a this is like a roller coaster for me on this one um because it gets interesting then it gets kind of tedious and it gets interesting then it kind of drops off gets a little dull then it gets interesting again i'm like what the hell why (laughs) stop it you know but okay so basis of this one is kind of like in my opinion kind of like um classroom assassination or assassination classroom yeah assassination classroom where you have the different classes um, and each one is given, you know, more prestige and, and whatnot and better money, better facilities, all this good stuff. You know, your academics are your basically your academics and how well you do would then dictate your life in the school. The better you are, the better the better you get and the worse you are, the worse you get. Um, but they they make it interesting. And I think the school is interesting on its own because they have said you can buy anything as long as you have enough credits nothing in this school you cannot buy and they made a made a point of that by the fact that there was a guy who had did not pass his test but he was only one point off from being able to pass and it brought down the whole class because of it so eventually the guy the main character the guy there uh the one on the bottom left hand corner he ends up um buying a point for the for the the guy so he could actually pass right. yeah and it was it was just you know because he even made a point of that because he goes up to the teacher on the, on they were talking on the roof and he goes so let me get this straight you said at the beginning of the school that we can uh buy anything correct she's like yeah why i'd like to buy a point and she kind of looked at him kind of grinned have to go not gonna it's gonna cost you i'm aware of that I just want to make sure we get this so that for everyone in our class to actually pass. And, and you know, it's, it's things like that. It's it's there's it's interesting in the story and how things take place. And there's an underlying backstory with the main character, the guy main character throughout all of it, where he's ha- he's gone through some special training and some special schooling when he was real little. And he is, like, way more than what he seems. The The thing about it is, though, my main gripe with this whole thing is that the main character, and there might be an actual legitimate reason, they just haven't gone into it for it, but the main character is so monotone, so one-dimensional, that it just makes it really difficult and challenging to actually get invested with him. Ah, that reminds me of Aldenoa Zero, because that character also was... 
very monotone. Yep. He does he does some really cool things and he, the way he plans things out is is amazing. And his his way of his his intellect is obviously very much so there, which makes me drawn towards him. I'm like, oh he's a really cool character. But his his one dimensional monotoneness, it just I'm just like, Oh my god, dude, really, seriously, something. <laughs> Give me something. Please. You know, his, the the other char- the other characters around him are more interesting and engaging than he is. Yeah. But they're not, you know, obviously you're with him more times than not. And it just becomes so frustrating because of it, you know. And then all the all the background dealing and what he does, he actually, when people ask him about it, he'll give credit to somebody else because he doesn't want the limelight. Yeah. He likes to stay out of the limelight. Yeah, he's kind of one of those characters that I kind of want to, like, just sneak up behind and be like, ah! But then, yeah, I, yeah, but then yeah, I bet exactly. he'll be like, oh, hey, what's up? I'll be like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> something. Just ah, show something. The motion of us of some sort. You know, so it's the setup. It, it reminds me of so many different animes. You know, Assassination Classroom. The characters can remind me from a couple different animes. And, and it's it's in, interesting and it's engaging to a point with the storyline. But the character himself. And, and that's why I had like, that's why for me it ranked kind of lower on my list. Because even though it's it's got a lot of potential, I just don't think it really lives up to it per se. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah, like even the girl, the 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 brown haired girl in the picture, like you end up, she's always been like bubbly and sweet and everything. Oh, the one that's trying to be everybody's friend. Everyone's friend. Uh, at one point, he ends up coming across her. She's on like near the waterfront or whatever. Uh. And she's like a complete 180. When no one's around, uh, she is like dark. And she is like, she was kicking like the, the pole fencing, being like, that little bitch, I'm just done. Oh, I'm just going to. And I was just like, holy. And even he was just like, oh, you know. And then she ends up seeing him. And she actually, in order to keep him quiet, threatens to say that he tried to sexually assault her. I hate when characters do that. Yeah. God. And even, like, goes so far as to grab his hand and put it on her breast and just, like, because he's like, you have no proof of that. And she goes, I have fingerprints now because of you. And, um, and oh, she just, like, and every now and then when, when, when they're alone or whatever, she'll let that other side of her come out. And I'm just like, that's just, wow. Just, But see, at least that shows more characterization than he does. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like completely ignored who she's doing that to. I'm just like focused completely on her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so funny. So it's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and they keep alluding to more things with him because apparently his father, whether it's not his real father or not, has actually approached the school and asked to have him expelled. And now the teacher has said, as long as you keep striving to get to class A from class D, from class D, I won't expel you, but if you ever stop or you ever don't, then I will expel you. Kind of forcing his hand in that regards, but it's like, and I'm, you know, and it keeps showing like snippets of him in his past with like smaller kids, and it seemed like he was on like some sort of encampment or whatever, and then he had like some sort of special training. It seems, and I'm just like, what was his deal? What what happened in his life in the past to cause this? Yeah. I don't know, but. I'm intrigued and curious to find out what, and I'm, I'm, you know, it almost seems like he's purposely trying to put himself out of the way where he's not, not in the limelight, and he, he's not seen as, as excelling as he is, or probably could be, and I want to know why, but it's like, they're not 
they, they keep alluding to things without saying anything. Which makes me interested. But again, character is so infuriating that he's just so one-dimensional, monotone. Uh, I'm just like, oh my god, dude, seriously. Get an emotion, something. <laughs> so okay. well, I guess overall, kind of like how we did with all these series, uh, is it... Uh, of course they probably haven't explained everything now that you've, like, introduced some new things into the story. But as far as, like, how much have they buttoned up? It's like, do you think they're going to just keep on going? Or I mean, they definitely could. They, they, <laughs> they barely even scratched the surface, I feel. So it was definitely, like, it was a conclusion for what they were doing at the time. But it was, the, everything else is still, like, left wide open. Okay. You think they're going to do, like, an assassination classroom? Or they're like, this is the first core, and then, like, come back, like, months later and then do Maybe. a couple more cores? I mean, yeah. I know it's not in the next season, so they got to be doing something with it, but I'm not sure. I didn't think it was continuing, like, uh, Yokai Apartment was, but I could be wrong. So. Cool. Yeah, when I watched this, um, I I liked it. Um, just like how uh, Aldo Zero had a monotone character, um, I got, I'm used to, like, I'm not really used to it, but I, I'm okay with monotone characters like that. Uh, I had a feeling that uh, that little bubbly girl was going to be kind of two-faced because of something that happened in the first episode where it's like she tried to be someone's friend and the girl just kind of shot her down and then she like tried to go around the other girl to kind of like make them meet and like have lunch. Yeah. Yeah, so I could see her like eventually breaking down or or not eventually breaking down but like somebody actually catching her being her real identity, like real personality, so... Um, oh yeah yeah it looks pretty cool um i like the whole switch that they did at the, first, at the end of the first episode where they're like ha you thought you could do whatever you want but you can't so yeah um yeah i i uh, actually like it um i'm not sure if i like the switch of the uh the teacher i got she was just like completely laid back and not really saying anything and then all of a sudden it just like dropped the hammer it's like ah these are the rules but um i'm curious to see like how like i want to know more about that character so i'm kind of yeah yeah, I'm definitely on board for watching this. This is higher up on the list uh, as far as stuff I want to watch because it's uh, really, really cool. And, and you know, there's a lot of characters I want to know more about. So uh, yeah. it's still going on the list, but it's like up there on the list. <laughs> well, yeah. So that has been the nine shows that we have caught up on for the summer season of 2017. Uh, we will be live again at the end of the month sometime. Uh, <laughs> I believe like what, 29th? Somewhere around there? Yeah, gotcha. yeah, that's not near uh, Halloween, so I don't have land. Uh, but yeah, we should be back 29th. If uh, if not, I will post what day we will be back. Uh, see, how is next? And we talk about like 18 shows for next season. Yeah, there was oh. quite a few. I think between both of us, there was 18. But I think oh, no, no. I think there was. Uh, we had a lot of them that were very like crossed over between the two of us. But I think each one of us had like maybe two or th- like at least three or maybe four. That we wanted to watch on our own, so the fall we'll is gonna be a very big season. Yes, yes. At it least is. for definitely for first impressions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, the next season is not as <laughs> not as crazy. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a more chill, laid back season. It's the holidays. Everybody should just calm down and watch some anime. I don't know. Calm <laughs> <laughs> down, um, watch your anime. Okay. That's gonna happen. Um, other than the show every month for the uh for the fall we have the or well, uh we have the 12 days of anime coming up for the channel i'll be joining in on that again for the fourth year in a row um and i may be starting to i may be revamping a series uh, i don't know if i'll have time to do it but i really want to so that'll be coming out also other than the uh our little pot our monthly podcast but um 
yeah, you can always contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Takoyaki Anime. And uh, as always, this has been Big D and Shade, and we will see y'all next time. Bye!